he launched Man Jump back in late 2015, early 2016. First year revenue in 2016 did about 165 grand. About that December that year did about 10 grand in MRR. They've now scaled about to cross the million dollar AR run rate, so they're about doing about 85 grand per month. They are retaining 89% of their customers, both on a logo and revenue basis annually, spending about 10 grand to acquire a customer with a three month payback period. Again, really helping folks get better understanding of qualified traffic, sales funnel metrics, and really providing visibility through the full funnel for attribution purposes with their team of 17. This is The Top, where I interview entrepreneurs who are number one or number two in their industry in terms of revenue or customer base. You'll learn how much revenue they're making, what their marketing funnel looks like, and how many customers they have. I'm now at $20,000 per talk. Five and six million. He is hell-bent on global domination. We just broke our 100,000 units sold mark. And I'm your host, Nathan Latka. Many of you listening right now don't have time to listen to every B2B SaaS CEO that I've interviewed. If you want to get access to the database I've created with year-over-year growth rates, customer accounts, margins, and many, many other data metrics and data points, you can go to getlatka.com. Here's the thing, though. This database, I keep it to myself. It's so freaking valuable. And to preserve the quality of the data and make sure that the people that have access to it have a true advantage, I'm only letting 10 companies on each month. So we're full this month, but you can go to getlatka.com to get on the waiting list for next month. And look, there's big people on the waiting list. I mean, the biggest VCs you've ever heard of. You've probably heard of them. They're big, private equity, billions and billions under management. So it's an impressive waiting list. Go get on now at getlatka.com. Hello, everybody. My guest today is Christopher Day. He's been a successful entrepreneur, having sold two companies to Fortune 100 companies before he turned 40. He's had businesses from residential painting to investment banking, doing cross-border M&A transactions. Along the way, he's found time to mentor other entrepreneurs and participates in helping solve legislative issues to foster entrepreneurial growth in the state of Indiana. He's now building a platform with Demand Jump that is looking to solve prescriptive analytics and qualified traffic. The Demand Jump team has discovered marketers only have about 20 visibility into their actual digital ecosystem. He's trying to solve that. Christopher Day, are you ready to take us to the top? Yes, sir. We're ready. Good. Okay. So uh, tell us about Demand Jump, specifically what it does. Maybe use a customer example and then tell me how you make money. What's your revenue model? Yep, absolutely. So specifically how we make money is we sell our platform on a subscription basis. So we're a, it's a SaaS platform. We sell annual subscriptions. And then we also layer on top of that, if the customer wants uh, subscription to assurance services to make sure that the platform is aligned to the strategy of their company. And before I get into more about what you do, I always like to break down professional services versus true monthly recurring revenue. Last month, what percentage of your revenue was professional service based or onboarding one time stuff versus true recurring revenue? Yep, right now, so we're over 80% in truly recurring revenue, so roughly 82% in, in recurring revenue from the SaaS uh, platform subscription, and then literally about 1% of our revenue is the one-time data provisioning or data configuration fees, and in, in that balance in between is the assurance services. Okay, so 82% to SaaS, you said 1% is is the one-time stuff. What's the other 12% or 8 to 17%? So that's the assured services that we also sell on a subscription basis. So our customers will sign up for, you know, four-hour blocks a month or eight-hour blocks a month, uh, uh, blocks a month, and it's, it's use it or lose it. Got it. Interesting. Okay, good. And then 1% professional services based. Very yes. cool. Okay, so tell us what the platform does. All right, so the, the, the platform allows a marketer for the first time ever um, to see 100% visibility to their actual competitive ecosystem. So what do we mean by that? 
So today there's a cloud for everything uh, and they're all based on retention. So think of execution, automation, experience, engagement, journey. All of those things are great and they're necessary for a marketer. We don't see anybody focused on true acquisition. So the top two things today that marketers are measured on are new customers and revenue, full stop. Three biggest pain points are time, team, and budget, and top of mind for marketers is qualified traffic. I don't see anybody out there, um, if you look at Chief Martech, right, they, they put out the uh, Martech 5000. 90% of those tools are either silo-based or retention-based. When the internet came along, everybody forgot about location, 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 the old days of retail. And it was just a wild, wild west. And so we just build your website, they will come concept. Today, we are back to location, location, location is absolutely critical to survival. So we take a customer's actual data, we overlay their actual competitive digital ecosystem, and then we look at all of the data cross channel so we can show them exactly where to focus to capture traffic and step on their competitors' arrows. And if we just focus on the 82% or, or it sounds like maybe with the assured services, it's much higher than that, but just your SaaS revenue, what's the average customer paying you per month? That'll prevent us from going down individual kind of cohort paths. Yep, absolutely. So our, including our beta customers uh, all the way through our most recent contracts, our average contract value today on annualized basis is $45,000. Yep. But it's, that's skewed low uh, because of the early beta customers. So the average contract we're sending out today is more in the one hundred and fifty dollars to $200,000 range uh, for an annual contract. Um, however, we also have figured out how to be able to offer this model to mid-market companies. And so we've been able to introduce a transactional component. And so we're getting some exciting news that we're getting ready to come out with here in a couple of weeks. Uh, as we're going to launch a walk-up version so even middle market companies can come and, and give it a test drive. Does that mean self-service, um, no touch? Yep. At what price yep. point? So we, so we are going to start it off as low as $200, and that's based on up to 1 million events. And so obviously data progresses exponentially. And so, you know, still at the enterprise level, we're going to be, we have some contracts on the street right now as, as high as $500,000. Yep. So depending on that, the size of customer and the amount of data that we include in the platform, uh, that's what drives the, the price and the value. And, it, and how many customers are you serving today? Today, we have 22 customers. Okay, great. So you you are very much kind of playing in the high ARPU, low volume space versus the inverse, which maybe you're about to get into with this much lower price point, high volume, low touch, but lower ARPUs. Yes. Got it. So is it fair to say, I mean, can I multiply the 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 thirty or the $45,000 contract value times those 22? You guys are getting pretty hot and pretty close to that million dollar ARR rate, right? You're great at math. You're, exactly. you're right there. When are, when are the champagne bottles popping? When are you going to cross it? This month, next month? I think the champagne bottles will, I just got chills. Thank you very much. I think the champagne bottles will uh, definitely be popping here in the next 60 days. That's very cool. Congratulations. What a fun time. Okay. Tell me more of the backstory here. When did you launch the company? So we launched the company in February of 2015. Uh, my partner, Sean Schwegman, who was a CMO for Overstock and was there from 3 million through 800 million all the way through the IPO. Um, we talked about this idea and this massive pain point we saw in marketing for probably 18 months before we ever started the company. But we launched it in February 2015, did a lot of testing to make sure what we thought we could do would work. We started building the actual, what we call the traffic cloud. So the world's first traffic cloud. Um, we're getting ready to do a, a, a national announcement here in two weeks. Uh, but we started building that physically in October of 2016. We went to market um, and started selling kind of to beta customers in July of last year and with version 1.0 of the platform. 
and literally just launched v2.0 the platform two weeks ago and now we're ready to fully go to market that's great what was total revenue in 2016 your first year really selling uh total revenue was 165,000 in the yep. very, in those first few months yep and what did you hit in terms of just look at december of 2016 so that would have been about eight months ago what was your mrr at at that point so we can get a sense of growth uh, Do you our remember? MRR at that point was um, uh, like ten thousand dollars. That's great. Okay, so you're almost eight x. Uh, you're almost. Yes. That's that's amazing. That's great. What's your goal to hit by December twenty seventeen this year? Uh, our goal is to hit one point five million dollars this year in ARR. One point five in ARR. Yeah. So you're 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 at about eighty five k right now. Your goal is to get that up to about one hundred and fifty grand, which would take you to the about you know well not one hundred fifty, one hundred twenty, one hundred thirty grand. That's exactly right. Yep. Very cool. Okay. Good. Um. So three years old, bootstrapped or have you raised capital? Um, we've raised capital. I, I, I still feel like we're definitely bootstrapped. We're getting ready to go out for our Series A here in about two weeks. Uh, but we've raised a total of $4 million in capital. Um, and, and we have roughly 17 angel investors across the board. Um, our largest single investor is a gentleman named Bill Godfrey, who has 4G Ventures. Bill is the co-founder and CEO of Aprimo. Um, and as you may know, Aprimo sold to Teradata, you know, roughly five years ago. Uh, Hyde Park Venture Partners is also one of our investors. Uh, the lead partner we work with there is Tim Kopp, who is the CMO for Exact Target that sold to Salesforce for $2.6 billion. Um, also, Stefan Pretorius, who's the global CTO for Wonderman, the digital arm of WPP, uh, is also an investor. Uh, Bob DeVoy, who's a legendary uh, investor out of Boston, is a personal investor as well. So we have uh, kind of our top six investors are uh, folks that are, that are, are well-versed in marketing technology and what in the gaps and what's missing. And so th that $4 million, was that all done on convertible notes via Angels, or was there a priced equity round in there? Uh, we did have a price round of equity uh, last minute. Okay. A Series C price round. Okay, got it. So, so Series C price round. You're about to go out for your Series A. How much do you want to raise? Ide obviously, we're talking in an ideal world here. What's your target? Five million. Okay. And what kind of are you? Obviously, this is going to change with negotiations. So, what are you kind of optimizing for in terms of pre-money valuation? Well, we would love to be able to get that at fifteen percent. Yep. Yep. So, if you're saying you only want to sell about fifteen percent of the company. Yep. You hope the range would be 15 to 20%. Yep. So, so that would mean you're, you're trying to aim for a pre-money valuation somewhere between 25 and 30 million bucks. Yes. Yep. Very cool. Um, do you have a lead yet? Um, we have a short list of so I've been relationship building uh, for the last six to nine months. And we have um, probably four or five uh, VCs who have expressed serious interest. Um, we have not officially started the process yet. So no, we don't have a lead, quote unquote. Uh, but, but we do have our eyes on, let's say, a, you know, a half a dozen uh, VCs who have expressed serious interest that we are going to start, you know, engaging with uh, in the official process. Now, let me ask you a question. So, so, is this your first kind of? Uh, is it? Well, no, you you've sold companies before. Have you done? So have you sold software companies before? Yes. Okay. So, so yep. So we had a company uh, where we had a billing software and a billing hardware uh, in the utility space that we sold, and then in the, so that was uh, Viastar Energy, and then Starcom Broadband. Uh, we also had uh, software that we used in the in the broadband space. How long do you think it will take you to? Let's say you raise at a twenty-five million pre. That's a thirty million post, or about thirty x ARR. How long do you think it will take you to gr actually grow into that valuation to the point where like an acquirer might actually value rationally at that price point. 
uh, 24 months or less. Okay, okay, so that's okay. You think that'll go happen very, fairly quickly? Then that's good. Interesting. Um, cool. Okay, let me let me understand some more of the economics here. So, uh, 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 churn's obviously critical in a SaaS business. What's your logo churn look like annually? Yep. So, so right now, our, I can think of it in terms of I guess of, of retention, but uh, but right now we're 89. percent Okay. And that's annually logo, right? Yes. Yes. Okay, got it. So again, uh, take that now into revenue churn. Have you guys got to the negative net range yet, or negative? Yeah, negative net revenue uh, churn. No. Okay, got it. So what is the what is the revenue churn then annually? The I'm sorry, the what? The revenue churn. Is it the same as logo churn? Uh, yes, basically right now at the stage we're at, that's exactly right. Okay. Well, cause sometimes what happens is like, uh, your beta customers who are paying, very, I mean, you know, this the beta customers paying very, very little are churning. So the logo churn might be 5% per month, really high, but because of their ARPU and they're not really weighted as much as a $50,000 a month customer, your revenue churns only, you know, 1%. So you're, what you're telling me is yours are about equal. Yes. Okay. Very cool. What are you paying to acquire a customer? So right now we have about our, our customer acquisition cost is is roughly three months. So you, you know we're, it costs us roughly ten thousand dollars to to you know acquire a customer. So that, that the numbers don't line up exactly with if you look at it from an uh, you know from an average basis or average you know contract value. Uh, but it roughly costs us you know three month uh, three month payback period right now from a customer acquisition cost standpoint. Now are they paying you though monthly when they sign up or are they paying you annually so you actually get all that money right up front? And your payback period on a cash basis is zero. Yep, most of our customers pay us up front annually. Uh, we have you know we do charge a, a, a premium if they want to pay us quarterly. Uh, I think we only have one customer paying monthly. So basically, let's say uh, eight out of ten customers, we have you know eight of them pay us annually up front. We do have one that's quarterly, and then we do have one that pays monthly. What did you spend just last month on paid marketing initiatives? Uh, I'd have to go look at that number on, on, on paid marketing initiatives. So we're getting ready to spool up our digital marketing in a more robust effort. Um, but I think we probably spent $5,000 roughly. Okay. And when you say you're getting ready to kind of make it go faster, one, why strategically are you doing that? And two, what are you trying to scale it to? So, so we want to be putting, you know, 40 plus percent of our budget towards sales and marketing. Uh, so we want to get the, we want to get the message out there fast and furious. And so when we walk, when we launch this walk-up self-service model, where someone can just come in and, and start using the platform to understand the value that it can add, um, we want to be able to spool up our digital marketing efforts on specific personas. So let's think of analysts or people in the analytics role or people in a search role or people in affiliate roles or specific personas that we want to target. They can come up and spool up the platform themselves and get immediate value. And so we're going to spend, uh, we're creating the plan now, we're in the final stages of creating that plan on the uh, influencers that we want to go work with, with the channels that we want to work with, uh, the ad copy we're going to be using, um, you know, all the measurement being set up so we can track all the results from, right, from leads coming in, people coming to the site, right, who starts the sign up process, who doesn't follow through. We'll have a, a we have a 30 day free trial set up that's either 30 days or up to 1 million events, whatever happens first, and then you convert to a paid customer. And so where do we have fall off in that process, tracking every step of the way? Um, we'll have multiple landing pages that we use and we'll track, you know, the, the various messaging 
um, you know, from like from get started to take it for a test drive, all of those types of things. So you're going to go from five grand to what once this plan is live? Um, we will we will probably go to at least we'll at least double that initially yeah. and probably quadruple it fast. So I, I can see it going from five thousand to twenty thousand very quickly. Yep. Uh, we we, we want to do some testing so that we can get a, a gauge on what channels are the most effective, right? So we drink our own champagne, we use our own platform, and so we we know um, we number one we know where we should start that should produce the best results. Uh, and then, of course, we will track it through every step of the way and then quickly spool up budget when we know something's working. What's the weirdest thing you've done to acquire customers? What is the weirdest thing that we've done to acquire customers? Um, I, I, that's a great question. I've never been asked that question before. Um, we'll do anything to acquire a customer. You want me to meet you at midnight in, in, in a bar? I'll come meet you and we'll talk about the back. Can you, think, can you think of something you've done? Um what is the weirdest thing that I've done to acquire a customer? Uh, um, I'm sorry, Nathan. No, it could. No, it's, 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 it's on the spot kind of question. It could have been, no, you're I mean, sending them flowers once per day for a month until they respond to your email. It, you put on a flamingo suit and flew to their office and embarrass the hell of the CEO to get his attention. Uh, it could be anything. Um, I love all of those marketing ideas. And if you mind, if I, I'm probably going to steal a couple of those. <laughs> I want 10%. All right. Yes. All right. All right. And Christopher, what do you, once you get these customers, what do you assume their lifetime value is? So right now we assume that lifetime value is 36 months. Yep. And then, and you're going to just multiply really your $45,000 average ACV times three to really back into about 135 grand in lifetime value in dollars. Yes. That's what it comes out yeah. today. That's what it comes out to. I, I believe that, so let's let's take uh, so if we think of the building blocks of this platform, a, a high level way to think about it is we take the the customers' data, overlay their competitive intelligence ecosystem, and look at all of this stuff cross channel. So those are kind of the main three legs of the stool. Yep. And from there now, I can solve many problems. So for example, identity stitching we thought was solved in the marketplace, but we're finding out quickly it's not. Um, attribution. I guess we always knew that attribution wasn't solved, even though some people do claim they do solve attribution from the top-down approach, which is exactly the wrong way to approach it. Uh, but there's these, these big problems we can now solve. But, but what we've also discovered is that um, the analytics platforms that customers are traditionally used to using that provide their data in an average or a roll-up scenario where they really can't see their granular data, we believe that we will become the default prescriptive analytics platform that marketers go to day in and day out to to judge their business. Yep. Market is the only department left in the C-suite that doesn't manage their business on a day-to-day -day or week-to-week -week basis. There's still a set it and forget it attitude out there, and those companies are going bankrupt. Yep, no, it makes good sense. Now, tell me about, about your team. What's the team size to date? So we have 17 people. Today, so uh, so I mentioned my partner Sean Schwegman earlier, who is a you know, one of his big claim to fame was being the CMO at Overstock.com in their fast growth years. We have a chief scientist, Tyler Foxworthy, whose background is in uh, you know neurosciences, neural networks. We believe that there's a lot of similarities and parallels between the human brain and the internet. And uh, we have another um, project that we're working on that we think will be uh, transformational uh, that we'll announce hopefully here in the next 90 days or 100 Christopher, days. where are you guys based? Indianapolis, Indiana. Okay, everybody?
Yep, everybody except for one salesperson based in Indianapolis. And what's the breakdown on the team? 17, how many are engineers? Uh, so we have seven people on the uh, data science and engineering team. Uh, we have three people on customer success. We have three people on sales. We have two people in marketing. Um, and we just brought on a, a CFO uh, as well to get prepared for, for this next evolution of growth. And I think I didn't miss anybody. Okay. Good, 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 good. Guys, big news. Last month was a huge month for the company I recently acquired, which was www.thetopinbox.com. I liked the company so much when I met the person who created it. It lets you send emails later on Gmail, set up reminders like snooze almost to keep your inbox clean, do things like send auto follow-ups and do open tracking so you know when your emails get opened. It's great if you're in sales or CEO or trying to be more productive. So listen, I bought the whole company on the spot and I wanna tell you how I did it. I've showed the deal, by the way, to big, smart people, private equity firms, VCs, and they're dumbfounded. They go, Nathan, how did you do this? We've never seen a deal like this. How did you do this? So I did an unbelievable deal and I wanna show you the income report. So for me to send you the income report, go to www.thetopinbox.com click the red button that says install this on Gmail. And when you do that, my email will appear. It'll appear in a little uh, Gmail pop-up window. Send me an email and I'll reply immediately with the income report. And you can see how I'm buying and growing small B2B SaaS companies. That's www.thetopinbox.com. Totally free to try and use. www.thetopinbox.com. All right, let's wrap up here, Christopher, with the famous five. Number one, what's your favorite business book? Uh, good to great. It's a good one. Number two, is there a CEO you're following or studying? Um, uh, Jack Welch is probably somebody that he's not a CEO anymore, but somebody that I think uh, had a lot of uh, spot on thoughts. Number three, what's, besides your own, what's your favorite online tool like Acuity Scheduling? My, my favorite tool is a one pager that we use that, the, that we run the company by, which I self-create. That's interesting. Would you be open to sharing a really old one of those just for learning purposes? Um, sure. Like one from like one that one where if your competitors see it online, it won't actually material affect your business. So one from like a year ago or something. Sure. That'd be epic. Okay. Yeah. Shoot that over to me. Uh, number, uh, number three or number four, how many hours of sleep do you get every night? Uh, four. Oh, that's pretty four. You have, how many kids do you have? One. Well, okay. One kid. And are you married single? Uh, married. Okay. Is the, is it a young one your kid? He's nine. Nine. Wait, okay, so four hours of sleep. You're an animal. I don't have a choice. We have a company to grow. <laughs> it makes good sense. How old are you, Christopher? I'm 47. All right, last question. Take us back 27 years. What do you wish your 20-year-old self knew? Relationships. I think I knew that at the time, but the power of relationships there you guys have it from christopher day relationships are always the most important thing he launched demand jump back in late 2015 early 2016 first year revenue in 2016 did about 165 grand about that december that year did about 10 grand in mrr they've now scaled about to cross the million dollar ar run rate so they're about doing about 85 grand per month they are retaining 89 percent of their customers both on a logo and revenue basis annually spending about 10 grand to acquire a customer with a three-month 
month payback period. Again, really helping folks get better understanding of qualified traffic, sales funnel metrics, and really providing visibility through the full funnel for attribution purposes with their team of 17 based in Indiana. Four million bucks raised, raising another five million healthy company. Thank you, Christopher, so much for taking us to the top.